everyone. Welcome back to the Huddle Up Podcast. It is the Five Observations with Big Jim. I am your host, Big Jim. You can hear me as well as the uh, the Huddle Up Podcast team every Tuesday night live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube uh, on our uh, on Huddle Up Podcast. We are live at 8 p.m. Eastern Time uh, talking all things football each and every Tuesday night uh, through the football season. So that'll be continuing for at least the next about month uh, to six weeks. And then we move into what we call our off-season program, but more on that as we get closer to uh, to that time frame. Um, we are back here for another uh, five observations. Make sure you're following along with us if you are not already. Uh, Facebook and Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast. Hit the link tree where you'll be able to find us um, on, uh, on Anchor. Uh, on all podcast platforms, YouTube, and our merchandise over at tpublic.com. I just want to thank everybody for um, being understanding. I, I didn't get a five observations in last week uh, because uh, the Christmas holiday fell over the weekend uh, and just got a little bit too busy uh, and, and was not able to uh, to get that taken care of. So appreciate the support on that one. Uh, a little uh, house cleaning uh, for this week, there will not be a five for fighting NHL podcast uh, due to the holidays and just um, some some extenuating circumstances. Mikey B will not get his ups or uh, his uh, five um, items from the National Hockey League uh, this week, uh, so that should be returning to the uh, podcast feed next week. Uh, if you have not checked out this week's N one with EJ, get caught up on the NBA action. Um, you can uh, you can do that. So make sure you are subscribed to the feed so you never miss anything Huddle Up related. Uh, before I get into the observations this week, um, as you are listening to this, it is New Year's Eve. And I just want to thank um, not only uh, the team, the Huddle Up Podcast team uh, that we've put together here at a Huddle Up Podcast Incorporated, um, uh, from myself, Sean, Dave, um, who I know uh, have not been as active this year. Life uh, has kept them busy. Um, but uh, the guys that I do this with each and every week, Kyle, Matt, EJ, uh, Mike, for, for tuning in and being a loyal listener and uh, stat keeper for us, um, and now as a contributor to the uh, weekly uh, podcast feed as well. Um, I can't thank them enough, and we also can't thank you, uh, the supporters of Huddle Up Podcast, enough. Uh, for what has been uh, our most uh, productive year to date, uh, we have we have produced more content in 2022 than ever before, and I uh, and I have no doubt that 2023 is going to yield the same, if not more, as uh, we have some more like irons in the fire and uh, have some things cooking for. Uh, the upcoming year. So again, I, I thank each and every one of you uh, for all of the support uh, in 2022 and happy new year as we look forward to midnight hitting later tonight and uh, and a whole new year kicking off. Uh, and then we will have our first live show of, uh, of 2023 this Tuesday night. So make sure you are following along and subscribe so you do not miss um, a minute of that. All right, let's get into the five observations. My first observation for this week um, we're in the midst of college bowl season, um, and congratulations to my Notre Dame Fighting Irish for a huge come from behind victory uh, in the Gator Bowl today against, uh, as I'm recording this today, um, or as you're listening to it yesterday, or when, you know, uh, on, uh, on, let's say on December the 30th, uh, against South Carolina to cap off 
a uh, a great what ended up being a really great first season for Marcus Freeman nine and four after starting zero and two. So a, a great uh, a a great way to close out the year with a win. Looking forward to next year. Um, but with this bowl season, um, in previous years we've had bad takes in regards to. Uh, players leaving, players transferring, players opting out of bowl games uh, because they're headed to the NFL and they don't want to risk injury. Um, but this year, now with the transfer portal, it has it has gotten even even crazier. So, um, but some of the takes that I have seen from from people in sports media and everything has been absolutely insane. Um, one in particular, Josh Roundtree. Uh, he's a sports reporter out of Pittsburgh. Uh, works KDKA and other uh, other media outlets in Pittsburgh. So, um, covers Pitt Panthers and, and, and other sports. Um, he is mad at, at Coastal Carolina players, and and I and I caught this one the other day um, because they um, they announced they're leaving, they're transferring at, at year's end, but they are still playing in the bowl game. Um, and man, this is a this is a new one. This is a this is a new one for me that I don't understand because over the years we've heard the takes of like if a guy is uh, headed to the NFL. And actually, I, my wife and I went out to Buffalo Wild Wings for dinner tonight to to watch a Notre Dame game. And uh, one of the managers, uh, I guess, is a Notre Dame fan, came up and was talking to me. And he's like, "Man, I just hate that our tight end and these guys they leave. You if you get a scholarship and you're playing, you you should play out and, and play the bowl game." And I'm like, you know what? Like, look, we're they're not they're not in the playoff, okay? They're not playing for a national championship. Like, if a guy who is leaving doesn't want to risk his career um, for an injury in a game that he deems not meaningless, but but it, it, it's the risk reward, okay? Like, if he if he doesn't want to put the risk out there for himself, I don't blame him. I um. And I used to not think. I used to be like, man, you should play out. You should play out. You you've been with this team all year. You've been with this team for years. You should finish what you started. But the more and more I think about it, man, these guys are getting chewed up and spit out. And and if and if because he was talking specifically about Michael Mayer. If Michael Mayer goes out in this game and gets hurt, blows out an ACL, he's going to go from a potential top ten pick to fourth round, fifth round. The monetary hit that he takes, the potential for re-injury or not making a full recovery and stuff like that, it's not worth it. Like, I'm happy Notre Dame won today. Um, and I'm and I'm proud of the players that played. But, the, like, if they didn't want to, I'm fine with them not playing. So, if, if a kid leaves early and sits out, He's bad, right? And that's what that's what guys like Josh Roundtree are saying. That these kids are bad. They're abandoning their team. They're abandoning their school. Well, so if a kid transfers, they're bad, right? Because like you should you should commit. You should stay committed to the school that you signed on to play for. Uh, pardon my my squeaky microphone stand. So you should you should finish the job and finish where you played for, right? But what happens when, say, Brian Kelly just decides after signing a contract extension the year prior that he's going to leave Notre Dame and, and go to LSU? We don't hold coaches accountable, right? 
Like when coach coaches leave all the time to take different jobs, better jobs. Deion Sanders left Jackson State, now at Colorado. You know, guys leave all the time. Luke Fickle left Cincinnati, now at Wisconsin. Do we we don't hold that we don't hold coaches to this same level of commitment? These guys go sit in high school kids' houses and tell them he, that you're going to come play for me at this school, and then a year later he just I'm going I'm leaving I'm going to a better school I'm going to a different school I'm taking a different job I'm advancing my career but hey you have to stay here at that school right No, that doesn't add up. So if kids transfer, they're bad. And and again, if they leave early and don't play the bowl game because they're going to the NFL, that's bad too. So now, let me see if I understand this. A kid who's transferring but decides to play the bowl game is also bad. Because he has put on the shirt of another school and announced he's leaving there for next year but he wants to finish out this year with the team he's played with this year and now that's bad man um that that does not add up to me that does not add up to me um let these kids do what they need to do to try to end up in the NFL or advancing their playing career professionally. Let them let them do what they need to do under the parameters that are set by college football. Like if if a, if a coworker that you work with is leaving your job to take a new job or a better job or something that fits their life better, but they, they they make their plan, they say they're going to leave and they're finishing out, you know, their final month or their final two weeks. Do you do you hate that coworker? Do you resent him or her or them? Do you chastise that that, that coworker? Why are you even here? What like why why are you here? You're just abandoning us. No. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. Because for some reason we think that it's for like we we have no problem with adults leaving from job to job to job to make their life better. But for some reason we have people have problem with college kids doing that. I feel like we should have more problem with adults doing it. If 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 let me let me if we're going to have a problem with anybody doing it, which we shouldn't, I feel like you should have more problem with adults doing it over kids. People like Josh Roundtree are an embarrassment to sports media. And we need to break this mindset of kids, quote unquote, needing to stay where they committed until we hold coaches, administrators, uh, any other staff to the same set of rules and standards that you want to set for a college kid who is trying to better themselves 
personally and professionally. Uh, my second observation this week, Mike Vrabel does not give a flying you-know-what uh, about your fantasy football team. Um, and, it really, and he shouldn't, okay? Um, you know, last uh, last night, the, the Cowboys played the Titans, and uh, there was, I think, 13 or 14 Titans starters that were held out of that game because last night's game did not matter to the Titans. Titans win, Titans tie, Titans lose. Doesn't matter. Because if the Titans win next week against Jacksonville, they win their division. If the Titans lose to the Cowboys, which they did, they win next week, win the division. Lose next week. Lose, don't don't win the division. Probably miss the playoffs. Um. So why would you put people at risk? Why would you put Derrick Henry at risk? Why would you put uh, uh, you know anyone that is questionable or needed for next week? Why put them at risk? Fans, I think, forget that teams play for the playoffs and the Super Bowl. And not for their uh, fantasy points, not for their betting lines, and any of that. Um, but Mike Vrabel does not and should not give a damn about fantasy football. And honestly, I think we're probably going to see more of this in the coming years. Um, as like, if you have a big game week eighteen, that is, um, you know that that the results matter. But week 17 doesn't. I think you're going to see more coaches start to do this. Um, third observation this week. Uh, it has been a rough year for great quarterbacks in the National Football League. This year, we, or this week, we saw Derek Carr benched by the Raiders. He has also left the Raiders with their permission to not be a distraction. Um, the obvious prevailing belief is that he is not going to be a Raider next year. Um, he will land somewhere else. Um, if I had to, if I had to put like the three teams that I think he will end up with, or at least sitting here right now that I think he'll end up with Saints, Washington, New York Jets, three teams that have plenty of potential if you have a great quarterback. Um, I know a lot of people have been thinking San Francisco, but I'm not sure San Francisco takes that takes that financial responsibility on, especially with Trey Lance will be healthy next year. Do you run with Brock Purdy or at least keep him as your backup? Um, but Derek Carr benched in in Oakland. What a what a mess! What a mess that has been. A year after people were putting him in the MVP race, right? And now benched by the Raiders. Uh Russell Wilson. Um, you know, we we talked that we've talked at length about Russell Wilson throughout this season. Um but, uh, on on the Huddle Up podcast, but just a a terrible year for him, a terrible year for the Denver Broncos. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Um 
He's going to get another chance, as we talked about on the podcast this week. And yes, Kyle Nash, student of the game, bing. Um, he's going to get another chance because they they signed him to a huge contract. He should all he should let's be honest also get another chance with a different head coach in Denver because Russell Wilson has always been great. You know we're going to find out next year. Was this year because of Jeff Hack? Uh, because of Jeff Hackett? Jeff Hackett, right? Who couldn't hack it? But ding. Um. Or is Russell a quote unquote system quarterback? Has he hit the wall and is we're just at the end of his career? We'll find out. Um, Ayahuasca Rogers, <clears throat> excuse me, Aaron Rodgers. Um, it's been an up and down year. He, the, him and the Packers have been surging as of late, still alive in the playoff race. But this has not been a great year for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, professionally, personally, um, and, and who knows what, where he's going to be next year, if he's going to be in the NFL, but this has not been a great Aaron Rodgers year, all his fault. No, I don't think it is, but he's also at fault for, uh, for some of the struggles with green Bay this year and Tom Brady, um, look, uh, whether it's uh, Father Time finally catching up to Tom Brady and, and proving that he is but a mere mortal like all of us, um, or if it's just Tampa's that big of a dumpster fire. I don't know. Um, if you have to ask me today, I think Tom Brady plays next year still, um, but I don't think it's in Tampa. Maybe he's in San Francisco. Maybe he's in. Uh, maybe he goes back to New England. Maybe they're not sold on them, Mac Jones, but I don't think I. Maybe he's in Oakland, maybe or excuse me, Oakland, Las, Las Vegas, um, uh, and 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 he's a Raider next year, but I don't think he's a Buccaneer. I think he is done with that organization. Quite frankly, I think that organization is done with him. They need to move on. They need, um, you know, with the new coaching staff and everything, I I, I think they need to turn the page and decide what the future is going to be. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My fourth observation this week, um, for multiple reasons, this is, has been a December to remember for the Washington Capitals. Um, it starts with Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, he became the third player in NHL history to reach 800 goals in his career. He then tied Gordie Howe. Uh, at 801 goals in his career uh, for second place all time. He then, in the same night, passed Gordy Howe with his 802nd career goal in his NHL career to become uh, in solo possession of second place. Uh, and just the other night, he uh, has uh, hit goal 803, so obviously only the second player. In NHL history, um, with 803 goals in his career. Um, but on top of that, uh, the Washington Capitals have gone 10-2-2 in the month of December this year. Um, they went from kind of being an afterthought 
in the National Hockey League to right back in contention. Uh, they have one more game later today, 4 o'clock Eastern time, um, against the Montreal Canadiens to close out the month. Um, but they went from out of a playoff spot to third place in their division this month. Um, I was very critical of Peter Laviolette uh, in the early portion of this season. Um, I, I didn't think that injuries and illnesses or anything like that uh, were an excuse for how the team was performing. Um, and I called for Laviolette to be fired. Um, so I will admit uh, on this show that I that I was wrong. Uh, because I will give Peter Laviolette a, a ton of credit for getting this team playing because they're still they they are still beat up. This team is still an injury hell. Okay, um, to date, to date the uh, the Washington Capitals um, through December the twenty eighth have lost. Um, let me find it here. 248 man games lost to injury in this game or in this season. Um, that is that is wor- that is the most uh, out of any team in the in NHL this year. And what Laviolette is doing with this team has been nothing short of incredible. So uh, I will apologize publicly. Not that he'll probably ever hear it, uh, but I will pop- apologize uh, publicly. Uh, to one Peter Laviolette, um, and, and hopefully this can, this trend can continue to run and the capsule continue to play well. Um, it's also been impressive uh, for the uh, for the Capitals uh, AHL farm team, the Hershey Bears, uh, who are you know half an hour from where I live, um, because they have had their roster uh, ravaged by the Washington Capitals, who have needed players from Hershey to complete the NHL roster. Um, Hershey has been surging this month and all through the season. They currently sit 22-6-2-1 on the year. Uh, They are first place in the American Hockey League. So just tremendous work um, by the teams in the Capitals organization for uh, managing what has been a difficult uh, first half of of the the 2022-2023 season, and uh, hopefully the success continues to roll in. Um, on the uh, on the back half here. My fifth and final observation this week: Kirk Herbstreet sucks, and and I and I don't understand why people like exalt this guy so much as as like the master and savior of sports broadcasting in uh, in in football. Um, I, I have had my issues with him for for a couple of years in with college. Uh, he comes off as an arrogant prick uh he's and and he's a homer for ohio state and the big 10 and whatever espn wants him to uh to be a fan of the sec the acc it doesn't matter he is he is a corporate stooge in the in the sports world um when it comes to college football and then last night again as i'm recording this is a late friday night so thursday night football um, for those that, that don't know me and don't know what I do podcasting wise, I host a wrestling podcast every Thursday night, uh, three count Thursday. So if you haven't checked us out, please do if you're a wrestling fan. Um, but this, I, I, I took the week off of this week and I was able to watch the, uh, the Cowboys Titans, 
And uh, so it's the first time I've seen the Al Michaels Kirk Herbstreit pairing. Herbstreit sounds so bored and uninterested. He 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 seems clueless. He keeps trying to talk about it as if it's a college game. And I mean, honestly, it's not really his fault. He's a college football broadcaster, right? Um, but he just he sounds like he's mailing it in. And 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 it, look, it could be my bias. I don't really like Herb Street to begin with, so maybe I'm looking at him the wrong way. Uh, if you think I'm judging him harshly, uh, at least in terms of the NFL stuff, you can tweet at me at Big Jim Sports at the show at Huddle Up Podcast. Um, but man, it it just it's brutal, and I feel honest to God, I feel bad for for Al Michaels that this is likely. I don't. I don't know if Al Michaels is going to retire this year, next year, a couple of years, whatever. Uh, and a sad day in sports broadcasting that will be when he does. But that that he could end his prolific Hall of Fame worthy career with 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 Herb Street. Just it, it, Michaels doesn't even sound the same because he doesn't have a great partner next to him. Look, Chris Collinsworth sucks. But he was a he. He and he and Michaels had a better rapport with each other. It do, it doesn't feel that way with Herb Street, and and maybe it's because he's too busy, because he's doing game day and he's doing college football and he's doing this and he's doing the playoff, uh, the weekly playoff program on ESPN. And there's just maybe he's stretched too thin. But uh, he's not good. The Thursday night football, like it's it, it's not. I'm I'm thankful that I that this was the only week I had to watch it and and could really listen to it this year. Um, but that's gonna do it for me. Uh, I'm gonna wrap up here and uh, and I want again once want to wish everybody a happy New Year. Um, thank you again for all of your support. Um, subscribe to the show if you're not already. All podcast platforms. Uh, follow us on social media at Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, and youtube.com slash at huddle up podcast. Uh, critical, you get that extra at in there. Um, but youtube.com slash at huddle up podcast. Uh, subscribe, tell your friends about it, please. You know, word of mouth can continue to help this grow. Uh, if you subscribe to us on a podcast platform where you can rate and review us, please do that as well. We would certainly appreciate that. Um, again, thank you to my team. Thank you to the, the, the guys who helped me do this show thank you to all of you for listening and supporting us uh we had a tremendous 2022 i can't wait to see what 2023 brings um but until we talk to you next which will be this tuesday live eight o'clock eastern time facebook twitter youtube until then stay safe stay smart happy new year and go for the winners